Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Well, it's rugby league time this weekend and if week two of the NRL finals is uh, plenty to live up to if this week's uh, games are to deliver the same level of intensity and drama that we saw back in week one. It uh, all begins tonight with uh, the Eels taking on the Raiders, uh, the winner booking a date with uh, the Cowboys for a shot at the grand final, then it concludes uh, tomorrow with the Sharks taking on the Rabbitohs. The winner then faces the daunting task of battling minor premiers and defending NRL champions Penrith next week. Fresh from uh, doing his breakfast show on SCN 1170 with Andrew Voss is the legendary Greg Alexander who has made some time available to us this morning. Uh, we are grateful for that. Uh, Greg, good morning to you. Uh, I've got to begin by asking you, uh, and you called the game last week with Vossi and Blocker Roach, uh, the game between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. Could you believe what you were seeing? No, gee, you couldn't look away, Ian. Uh, and good morning to you and, and to New Zealand. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was a, a real throwback where sides, they, had, they, they weren't thinking about where they were going, like in terms of uh, do we get to the prelim final, what about the grand final? It was just, it was, it was sudden death footy at its best. A couple of players went, a little bit overboard, but I, I, I guess, you know, I think the referees and, and the, the bunker might have gone a little bit overboard as well. We prob- probably could have seen a few sin binnings, but not as many as we saw. I loved it, but it was, um, you know, it was two teams going at it, uh, physical, had some skill. It was a bit stop-start, but again, uh, and you mentioned how good the first week of the finals was, Ian. Um, the Raiders were outsiders. They got up. Uh, the Bunnies were outsiders. Uh, they beat the Roosters. And the Cowboys were outsiders to the Sharks in terms of the betting. Uh, the Panthers were the only favourites that got up over the weekend. And I find this weekend just as tough to pick. Do you think the judiciary handled uh, the um, falling out well? It was only really uh, Tom Burgess that copped uh, any sort of punishment as such? Uh, yes. Well, well, J- Jared Weir Hargreaves has got you know some time to spend out of the game, but... Don't know when he's going to serve it. Uh, Tom Burgess's shot was the one that did the damage. You know, I, I don't think anyone else really deserved a copper suspension. So uh, Tom Burgess missing for South this weekend is a blow too. Burgess has been very good since he returned uh, from a suspension and an injury. Um, so they'll miss him. Uh, and it makes their, their job against the Sharks just a little bit tougher. But I, I, th- I think overall, Ian, the, the judiciary... the you know, it was handled well. I, I don't think any other charges needed to come out of it. Okay, let's uh, look at these two matchups, beginning with the, the one tonight. 
Uh, Greg, we've got uh, the Eels against the Raiders on our book uh, over here. Eels a, a buck forty nine, the Raiders two fifty five. So the Eels quite confidently favourites here. How do you read it? Yeah, and they play at home, so a sold out Combank Stadium, and the fact that Mitch Moses. Uh, has been cleared to play. That's another thing that's been hanging over Parramatta, Ian. Um, and at their best, uh, the Eels, I, I think, have have too much class right across the field for the Raiders, but uh, that's if they're at their best. Uh, and I, I would say that the Eels... Someone asked me a couple of days ago, they said, what do you think about the match? And I said, well, sort of offhand, I said, well, you know, the Eels have been good at bouncing back this year. And it wasn't until I... I had a look at their season, how good they have been at bouncing back from a loss. They mightn't have won too many games in a row this year, and I think they're, they're, the most is three. They've won three games in a row, which for a side to finish uh, where they did in the top four, um, that's, not, that's not, you know, they haven't been on w- many winning runs this year, but what they've been good at is bouncing back. So nine times this year they've lost and they've won games the following week. And in those games that they've won, They've beaten the Storm. They've beaten the Panthers twice. So the two wins that they had against Penrith were off the back of losses. Uh, they've also beaten the Roosters coming off the back of a loss. So they lost 27-8 to the Panthers in week one of the finals. Unless their confidence was completely shattered, and I don't think it was because the score really wasn't a reflection of how close the game was. Penrith scored a few late tries uh, to, to make the score look bigger and make their performance look probably more dominant than it was. But the Eels went toe-to-toe with them for 50 minutes. Um, I think that holds the Eels in good stead. But the Raiders are a, a, they're a side that have gone on a roll. Momentum's important. They've won eight of their last nine. Um, they won last week in, in a game that they weren't expected to win, but they won it. Um, Tarpani, Papali'i, Hudson Young... Harawira Naira, their forwards are in great touch, and they've got Jack Whiten at 5'8". So, Ian, I'm going to tip the Eels, but certainly won't be surprised if the Raiders continue this this winning form and their, uh, their forwards do the job. Um, but it, it's going to be a great game, really well. Tactic, tactically too, Greg, uh, just I watched the Eels game uh, last week against the Panthers and the back three seemed to have a hell of a lot of trouble at times with Nathan Cleary's kicks, to be honest, the shape of his kicks. They, 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 they put themselves under a lot of pressure there. Well, they did. Look, and Nathan's kicking game was first class. That, you know, Nathan returned after five weeks on the sideline, and normally your you, you touch is out in terms of, you know, same, on the golf course, you know, you're putting mm. and you're chipping are the first things to, to fall by the wayside when you're not doing it all the time. Um, Nathan, the fact that he wasn't injured um, uh, in his five weeks off certainly helped him. But his kicking and the range of kicks that he put up had the Eels under all sorts of pressure. And there was some blank looks when a couple of times those high balls went up from Nathan and you saw Gutherson and, and Wanga Blake look at each other wondering who was going to take the ball. So there was a little bit of confusion. They need to be uh, more assertive at the back. Uh, but I, I would think that the fact that Wanga... Um, came under that pressure against the Panthers that the Eels, uh, the Raiders would do the same thing. And, and that's what I'd be doing. You know, Jack Whiten's got a huge left boot on him. So I can see Jack Whiten throwing up some some curly ones to the back three to see, to certainly test them out. But 
they didn't handle it well last week, and I'm I'm assuming that the the Raiders go in with the same tactic. The Pockies over here are finding a little harder to split the Sharks and the Rabbitohs at this point. Rabbitohs just the favourites at a, a buck eighty-three. The Sharks are a dollar ninety-two now. Uh, they were a bit banged up, of course, the Sharks after last week. Uh, but Craig Fitzgibbon has named the same seventeen. What are you thinking about this one? Uh, yeah, well, if the, the the bookies are finding it hard to split, and I am too. Um, I, I'm I'm tipping South, and I've been tipping South all week. As I said, Burgess is a blow, but I, I something, and they played each other not that long ago, round twenty, and it was a golden point win to the Sharks. Uh, but very quiet games from Latrell and Cody that night. So there, there was a lot of upside in South Sydney's performance from the last one that we saw against the Sharks. And I've, I've just got to think that, um, you know, Cameron Murray, we saw what a difference he makes to the team after the Roosters beat them in the final regular season game, but then couldn't handle them last week. Um, Burgess, a blow, but still the forward pack to get the job done. And I just think with Latrell and Cody, you've got, you've got big game match winners. And that was on show last week against the Roosters. Uh, Sharks were a little unlucky not to get the Cowboys last week and a, a sin binning of Connor Tracy certainly hurt them in the last 10 minutes and it allowed the, the Cowboys, while the Sharks looked, the eight-point lead was looking like it was going to be enough, Ian, but uh, mm. in the end they got run down and took 93 minutes for the Cowboys to get them, but they, they did finally get them. So this one, the betting is even. My thoughts on it are, are pretty even, but having to pick someone... I go, I go with Latrell and Cody as uh, match winners in this one and, and the difference between the sides. It was interesting actually watching Latrell Mitchell last week. Uh, you know, it was, it was about his skill, of course, and his reading of the game, but the, there seemed to be a, a lot of emotion being up against uh, the Roosters as such. That probably won't be with him uh, uh, over this weekend, the same level of that kind of emotion. Probably not, no. You know, and... And Latrell copped a bit in the, the final regular season game. So there was a lot of chat about it and the fact that it was back at Allianz Stadium again. And they are bitter rivals, these two. Like the, 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 and, and I'd forgotten just how, just how much feeling there is in there um, until, you know, working on radio this year with Vossi and, you know, doing the breakfast show with him and just the bitterness between... The fans, the the, the rivals, it, it it is one of the great rivalries in in Australian sport, the, the South Roosters rivalry. So there was a lot of emotion surrounding both games, the, the last regular season game. Then they met each other the following week um, in in the semi final last week. But yeah, there won't be that sort of focus this week. And I just I just wonder. I think that might free Latrell up a bit. I, I think, mm. and I think he's going to cause the Sharks some some problems. That doesn't mean that the Sharks can't win. Ian. You know, I'm I'm leaning towards South Sydney, but again, n- absolutely no surprise with the Sharks if they do get up off the back of Nico Hines, uh, and he was very good for them last week against the Cowboys. Created enough opportunities, I thought, to get the Sharks a win, but they were run down. Uh, so. A very close one again. Okay, uh, the two teams that lie in wait, of course, uh, next weekend can put their feet up this week uh, if that's possible. Of course, the Panthers and the Cowboys. Uh, now that Cleary's back uh, at the helm, do you see the Panthers as out and out favourites, Greg? Well, they've shortened a lot over here, and I, I think people's. I, I, I think the performance against Parramatta put Penrith back to where. 
um, people thought they were mid-season. Uh, because it, it had been a, such a disrupted final six weeks of the regular season, they were playing without Jerome Luai, they were playing out without Nathan Cleary, uh, see, and, and, and Ivan rested the whole team uh, for the final regular season game against the Cowboys up there. I guess everyone was a little bit cautious about their support of Penrith and you know how strong it had been through the year when Penrith, everyone was saying, well, it's Penrith to lose. For those, for the players to be out and rested and to be a little unsure about whether they'd come back as good as they were, um, I guess that changed after the Eels win last Friday night when they beat the Eels 27-8 to because many thought that the Eels were there to get them. Because Penrith might have been a bit rusty with players resting and players injured and players suspended uh, and the rhythm not being there for Penrith, I think many after the Eels, you know, had beaten Penrith. They were the end, beaten Penrith twice in the year. The fact that Penrith were able to beat them uh, by that scoreline, all of a sudden everything's changed back towards Penrith and everyone's saying it's theirs to lose. And I, they're very short to win the comp. Uh, and I guess that's that's warranted. Their performance against Parramatta has, has got them sitting as red-hot favourites. But the consistency and and everything they've shown through the year, you know, it still all boils down to an 80-minute performance, Ian. And so you're not mm. home until you're home. Which one are you on uh, this weekend, or are you on both of them, Greg? Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I think I, I think the Eels go through to, to play the Cowboys, and I think Souths yeah. will go through to, to play the Panthers in the prelim final. Um, that will be a, a great game, the Panthers-Bunnies uh, Panthers game. Uh, replay of last year's grand final and then um, the Cowboys will meet if my predictions are correct, they'll meet the the Eels up there which makes it hard for the Eels but not saying the Eels can't get it done you know, if, if if the Eels get through the Raiders they then go to Townsville to play the Cowboys you know, you'd be a silly person to write off the Eels Greg, uh, in terms of commentary this weekend, uh, you and Vossi and uh, and Blocker, which ga- are you on both games or are you just on one? Uh, yeah, I'm, look, I'm I'm working with Vossi tonight. Uh, we're doing the uh, the Eels Raiders game, and then I'm working with Warren Smith tomorrow night. And uh, wow, uh, Warren, myself, and Blocker are calling the South Sharks game on the Saturday night. Fantastic. Uh, just before we let you go, um, yesterday Michael Maguire, of course, the Kiwi coach, named a 34-man wider squad for the Rugby League World Cup, which has got a lot of people over this side of the Tasman quite excited when you see the depth of talent uh, across Ooh, yeah. the board there. Um, Mel Meninga's kangaroo squad for the World Cup that will uh, obviously be named very shortly as well. Are you expecting full availability there? Will there be any defections that you know of? And, and how do you rate this far out the World Cup prospects of both those sides, Australia and New Zealand? Oh, well, they're the favourites, Ian. You know, it, and when you look at the, the Kiwis and what, what sort of side they can field, it's, it's you know, and we actually spoke about it this morning, um, Vossi and I, about international football. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the Bledisloe and the fact that there's only two Bledisloe games. And we said, well, imagine if there was a three-game series every year between the, the Kangaroos and the Kiwis in rugby league. Like, that, that could become as big as origin because there is a split hair between the sides. Um, you know, they're both chock full of superstars. Um, you know, maybe we can make that happen because 
you know, just looking at the Kiwis lineup and and knowing what sort of side the Australians will be able to um, to to put up through Mal Meninga. Oh, oh, gee, I find that I, I I think that that is something that we should look at uh, at a you know a fair income three game test series every year against the Kiwis. It it'd be great. It it would be great, and it would be it, it's almost origin like. Greg Alexander, as always, uh, an absolute pleasure talking to you and getting your thoughts and predictions on this weekend. Uh, we'll be listening to both your calls over the weekend. All the best for them, and uh, thanks so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Good on you, Smitty. Good to talk, mate. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.